I'm here today with Belinda Harvey, partner of international law firm Norton Rose Fulbright, who is here today to share her career and family story in support of this year's International Women's Day. Now, if you don't know, uh, this year's International Women's Day focus is all about press for progress. And that's really about sharing stories of how women, particularly mothers, are combining work and family life in leadership positions. And Belinda is here to give us her insights on this very thing today. Belinda, thank you very much for joining us. It's my pleasure, Emma. So like all good stories, let's start at the beginning, Belinda. Um, tell us around how your career took shape as, as uh, you were leaving school and you know, really how did you find yourself attracted to a career in law? I must say I had never dreamed of becoming a lawyer. Um, I was a fairly average student at school and certainly didn't achieve the marks at, at high school to get myself into a law degree. It's, in my early days I had dreams of becoming an air hostess and that certainly didn't obviously end up eventuating. Although when I left school the conversation I had with my father was around whether I should actually go to university and his view was if you didn't know what you wanted to do then you should spend some time, go and figure out and then, and then look at going to university at a later stage if that was something that you then wanted. Very wise advice from my dad. Um, I ended up obtaining a job as a, a travel consultant, so my dreams of travelling the world did come to fruition, but not quite to the extent of an air hostess, where I found myself living in London for a couple of years. And after working in that industry for about six years, I remember calling my mum saying, I'm coming home and she said, fabulous, we can't wait to have you back. And she said, what are you going to do? I said, I'd like to go to university. And her response was, you'd like to do what? So it was certainly the case after six years of being out of high school um, that university certainly wasn't something that my family thought I would head into. And I suppose somewhere that I didn't think I would head into either. So when I went into university, I started a business degree. My plan was to do a double marketing and management major and end up working in advertising. My first year of, of business law, I did quite well and found that I did exceptionally well in business law um, and was asked to transfer or I suppose suggested I should transfer by my lawyer, uh, lecturers and teachers and also the tutors within my law degree. Um, within that business degree to swap over to a law degree. Um, so that's where I ended up and I must say I've never looked back since. So almost fortuitous really, you know, you, you enrol in uni with an intention to go on and work in advertising after being in travel only to find yourself very quickly in the first year, you know, taking a, a, another path again. So where did the journey take you from there? So while I was at university and, and, of, and at this stage I was doing a, a combined degree of business and law, I worked as a paralegal through university which certainly helped me define the areas of law that I didn't see myself ending up in. Um, I also worked as a travel consultant while I was still doing my law degree and business degree as well. So I found it a fairly busy time in my life juggling that. Also as a, a student a little bit um, in my mid-twenties, it was certainly a different approach to university than I think it may have been a little bit earlier. But when I finished my law degree, I had obviously not obtained a position in 
a big law firm, which happens at a, a summer clerk level. And I got myself a graduate position with the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission. So I was well and truly going to embed myself into the competition regulator. And I soon found out this was an area of law that I really loved. Um, I loved the economic and commercial aspect of it. And it really gave me a direction on where I wanted to head with my career. Thinking about being within the regulator though, it certainly wasn't the case that I saw my entire career being there. And I wanted to experience what it was like working for commercial clients, effectively on the other side of the fence, but in a private law firm. And this is how I ended up at Norton Rose Fulbright. So I've been at this firm now for, it's just ticked over 10 years. I started as a lawyer and I was made a partner at the end of last year. So you talked a lot about um, when we met around questioning yourself during this, you know, obviously not just I would have thought your um, degree years as you were working, you know, uh, as a travel consultant and all the study and being slightly older than perhaps some of your peers studying, but also in the last 10 years. So, you know, what has it been like for you? What are the kind of things that you've questioned yourself along the way with? I think because I fell into law, I feel like I fell into law and law kind of found me rather than me choosing it, which is an interesting way to think about it. But going back to, I suppose, just the school days and, and you look at the students that were in your year and those ones that were top of the class and that headed straight into law degrees, I suppose I always had this niggling feeling of, you know, am I intelligent enough to do this? I know that I've got through my law degree and I've been through a graduate position and done really well. I'm now in a, a large law firm and obviously they saw the, the skills and my experience and, and had faith in my ability to do the job. But it, it was a tough one because it was always, I suppose, a thought in the back of my mind going, hmm, am I, am I, am I good enough to do this? Do I have the brain? Do I have the intelligence? And I think because my path took a little bit of a different journey, that could have been the reason why I was, was questioning it. And these are the sort of questions that um, you have to come to terms with, you have to find a way to deal with. And I think it was a couple of years ago um, after I had my son that I realised that I am good enough and I do have the intelligence and I've certainly proven that over that time. But it's also just having that faith in yourself and your own ability and your own capabilities because you've demonstrated it so you just need to know that what you put your mind to and and worked hard for you've achieved and so you are good enough mm. yes you you certainly have shared that you know the last you know couple of years in particular you've done a lot of reflection around what got you to where you are today and you know that there's been some you know quite deep learning and realizations from your perspective just around that. Yeah, I am good enough. Um, what have you learnt along the way about yourself and others as you've traversed this this journey? Yeah, I've learnt massive amounts about myself. Um, it's you need to learn from every experience, and that's one of the things that in particular in I suppose the last 
five or six years, I've, I've well and truly made a concerted effort to learn from the experiences, the ups and the downs, um, the things that throw you off course, and actually look at those experiences and how you can use them. The one thing I've really realized is I'm determined. I'm a very determined person. But if you asked my parents that, they probably would have told you that I started exhibiting those characteristics from a very, very early age. Um, and that I'm very capable. It's, I see all the time, and, and I do see it in this profession, but I see it with friends as well who are not in the legal profession. Intelligent, highly capable women questioning their ability. And I think the biggest thing you need to learn or the biggest thing you need to think about yourself is you've got it within you. And if this is something that you really want to do, whether or not it's your professional career, it's something personally, it's something with your family, then you've got it within you to do that. And I think finding your inner strength, um, which is something I certainly had to do after my marriage ended about six years ago, I found this new inner strength within myself, um, is your way forward. And finding that strength is going to be key to taking you where you want to go on life's journey. So you talked about some of the challenges that you have overcome, you know, in your career and as a woman, as a mother. You know, as you look back on it, you know, what have been some of those defining moments, those, those really big challenges that you thought, oh, you know, am I going to make it? Um, how, will I, how will I overcome this particular um, issue? You know, what were they? I just, I just mentioned one. Um, and, you know, obviously when a personal relationship um, like a marriage ends, that's quite a defining moment in your life. And, and you spend a lot of time reflecting on yourself and the situation and the people around you. So that probably was a key moment for me to go, okay, well, this life of mine is my life and I'm the person in control of it and I need to make this what I need it to be. I suppose the next biggest defining moment would have been the decision I made to actually have my son solo. So after, obviously, my marriage ended, I was a woman in her mid to late 30s and looking at a life without a family and it, it didn't sit well with me. It certainly wasn't something that I would be comfortable with going through life not knowing what it was like to be a mum and have a child. So the birth of my son well and truly turned my life on its head. Um, I took 12 months off work and, and it's great that I had the flexibility with the organisation that I work with to take 12 months off. And then coming back to work after that, I think your perspective changes. Um, I think your organisational skills go through the roof. I think your negotiation skills heighten because anybody who knows how to negotiate with a toddler certainly can negotiate with their clients. So mm -hmm. it's, it's one of those things that there were a couple of moments that, that really looked at changing my path or direction and, and having my son and then looking and going, okay, well, I am, I am his world and I need, to, I need to help support him in this world was, I suppose, my defining moment that I went, okay, it's, it's time for me to try to reach what is seen as in our profession 
you know, the pinnacle of your career by making partner. And that's where my, I suppose, my, my determination, my commitment, um, some very long hours at work. Um, and I can't say it was always easy, but it was definitely rewarding um, and enjoyable because I enjoy what I do. But those moments there were the ones that, that really got me to that point of saying, okay, it's time for me to really now create my path and pave my path um, and my future going forward in this career and being a partner is my, is my real opportunity um, to continue to pay the, a path for me professionally within, within the law firm that I work in. Mm. And you know, that's one of the, the key challenges, isn't it, for, for women in particular who are often doing the primary caring in, in the household around, you know, am I prepared to, you know, work that hard, work those long hours in order to you know, reach that pinnacle you, you describe. And for many, it's like, oh, no, I'm not prepared to make that sacrifice. And, but speaking to you, yes, it's been hard work and some long hours. Um, that wasn't the case for you. What, what is it that you thought through? Because I'm sure all of those concerns went through your mind. How did you push through them to not let them derail you from something that it was obviously really important to you to, you know, set this challenge for yourself and and uh, see if you could, uh, you know, move into a partnership role. And because it's often that point that many women are off-ramping from, from obviously uh, um, propelling their career because of that um, fear of, of the sacrifice of long hours. So how did you manage that initial return to work? Because you were made partner not long after, um, really, uh, in retrospect, you returning only a year or two. So how how did you deal with that? Yeah, it's 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 a difficult one because I think it takes some time to find find the way. Thankfully, um, Norton Rose Fulbright has a fabulous diversity and inclusion policy and a flexible work policy, and that set the foundations for me to be able to have the right conversations about how I wanted to return to work. It allowed me flexibility to be able to work from home one day a week. Um, you know, that was my choice to have one day a week at home, which I quite openly admit is a full day of work with still my child in, in the care of others. Um, but it's my washing day and that relieves some of the pressure for the rest of the week. And it's all about finding ways to be able to create some balance and notwithstanding the fact that the work or the, the development that goes into developing your career is time consuming, it's finding a way to allow them to flow together. And I think the biggest point that I realised after returning to work and trying to find that balance is I was dealing with mother's guilt. Um, I know that every single mother out there knows what I'm talking about. Um, and the fact that somebody else was looking after my little boy while I was in the office working. And that tears at the heartstrings. But what I realised was that that was my guilt and, and he was a happy, a very happy little boy with wonderful people who was having a great day while I was working away. Once I let go of that and then went, okay, so we need to find a way to make this work, 
I looked at how I can manage work, still leaving work a couple of days a week to be able to ensure that I was the one picking him up from his daycare and doing dinner, bath and bedtime. But then it would usually mean that I had to be flexible. So work was being flexible with me by allowing me to leave the office early to go and pick up my son. But flexibility was a two-way street, which meant that you know, if I still had work left that day that needed to be done, then I would have to do that for a couple of hours after he went to bed. The, that then, I was pushing back against that for quite some time. But the day I stopped pushing back against needing to have work and home life as two totally separable areas was the day that I think I found this flow. I, flow is the easiest way to call it. And I just went with the flow, I suppose. I allowed work to have to come home. I allowed um, my life with my family to have to interplay into work sometimes. And I honestly believe though, that's the, that's the environment that we're living and working in nowadays. Uh, we're constantly contactable and in order to be able to, I suppose, do our job at home and work, we just have to find some sense of peace and calm with the fact that they will just mingle in together a little bit and, you know, the waters may cross, but if you allow yourself to flow with it, you will find a nice calm with, with that mix such that you'll be able to achieve what you want both at home and at work. Yeah, I, I think that what's really interesting about your story is you've really made it um, uh, your own. And by that I mean it's really easy, isn't it, in the tough um, days I think of you know, early parenthood to really let the self-doubt creep in and um, look for um, or see the, the challenges or the obstacles as a really... Um, you know, derail it quickly. In other words, you know, that, oh, you know what, I, I'd love to do it, but I can't because of X, you know, or I can't, you know, I'm not going to be able to get the flexibility I need. I, I just know it, so I just won't go down that route. Um, and so these external barriers that may or may not exist sort of suddenly drive our career choices. But listening to you, I hear a career and life integration plan that you own, right, that you're driving um, and that you're using the policies and support, etc., around you in your, you know, workplace and in your, you know, wider life to actually carve that out for yourself. And I think that's what makes your story unique. And it's not that it doesn't have challenges or, uh, you know, issues that uh, have come up uh, along the way. It does. Um, but rather you've leaned into those challenges and thought, right, okay, well, how will I, how will I navigate this? And really taking that upon yourself to, to drive. Yeah, and look, it's been hard. I won't, I won't try and gloss over the fact that there's days that I've sat there and went, I don't think I can do this. You know, the day that you might have a sick child at home and you're supposed to be in a key meeting. And as a solo parent, I don't have anybody else to turn to really quickly mm. to say right mm. you're on today and you know I, I also um, my family don't live in Sydney so I couldn't just call up mum going SOS call let's go please um, mm. so there are days like that and and there are plenty of days that I have questioned oh my goodness am I doing the right thing should I be pushing this hard um, you know my son is only just three and should I 
within two years of coming back from maternity leave push for this this opportunity but the opportunity was there and the one thing I think we need to be really careful of as parents is not to close our eyes off to opportunities that might present us present themselves to us um, people say to me all the time and it's so true children are resilient and allowing them to have a little bit of change in their life is good it helps them to grow into resilient adults and I think that is one of the key parts of of developing yourself professionally is knowing that you can be a little bit flexible a little bit adaptable and open to change but I think you're also doing a wonderful thing for your family um, and your children in, in teaching them that you know we can change and we can move through things and we can we can grow and we can do this together but I think the key point from my end was communication with work about you know what my needs are how can we make this work what can happen what can we do and also just ensuring that you know you need to create that balance and that stability for children at home but I think you can let the two interplay really well if if you don't close your mind off to the fact that it's too hard because you know realistically what's the worst thing going to happen out of all this you can reach for the stars and and look you may not get there or you may get there and that's the biggest thing that was my I suppose way about thinking about moving to partnership it's like I'm going to reach for the stars and what's the worst thing that can happen I might learn something new I might change my perspective or it might take me on a different path that may not be the path I thought I was going to go on but it might be an even better path um, thankfully for me I was I was very fortunate if you want to say it that way um, but you know I I reached for the stars I worked really hard and it for me I think it just shows that where you really want to achieve something and you set your mind to it you can do it yes yeah, so I, I, I think that's you know clear part of your message to people you know and, but I think there's also something else in this that you're sharing which is around you know really be clear about what you want to achieve you know um, I think this is this great um, you talked about determination no doubt determination resilience and all of those things um, those kind of skills are important when trying to juggle many things um, as well as organization skills but so much of it starts with clarity of thought around what do I want to see happen you know for me for my career for my family um, what other things as we sort of start to round out these conversations what other things can individuals do to ensure they navigate work and family life well so be clear about what you want to achieve but what, what else would you suggest understand your goals understand where you want to be um, understand what your goals are professionally and also personally because when you have a family you need to understand what both those goals are and how they will work together and it, it is part and parcel with with either work goals or family goals that you know you can't give 120% to both but look at what's important and look at how how you can use the skills that you've got to your advantage and define the path you want to go on the one thing that you know I certainly found was key when I reached that path of, 
of wanting to strive to reach partnership was also don't let what's in your past also define your future. Set your goals, find your strengths, find a way to work towards them and and use the skills that you've got wisely to enable you to be able to do that. Belinda, final, sorry, a final message from you, Belinda, around, I guess, message to young men and women, particularly starting out in law, um, who are thinking about having a, a family, you know, in the future and combining both. What's your final message to them? I think the message is that you can make both of them work, in particular in law firms nowadays. We're spending a lot of time making sure that we develop and, and foster policies and relationships to ensure that you know, young people who are wanting to have families can actually work and have that family life. And, and I know it's important, um, it's important to us here that that applies to both women and men. So it's all parents and all caregivers as to how they look forward. There's going to be roadblocks and there's going to be hurdles. I can assure you I feel like I've climbed a number of brick walls to only get to the other side to find another brick wall that I've got to go up again. But you need to look at these hurdles and roadblocks and, and find ways to navigate around them. It's, you know, it's such a rewarding and challenging career in law and in so many other careers that you find that you can continue to grow and develop professionally while you are also growing and developing personally and your family are thriving. So my biggest piece of advice is don't give up. There's going to be hurdles, there's going to be struggles and there's going to be really difficult times when you wonder whether it's all worthwhile. Um, but in my experience I can certainly say that the, the relief, the satisfaction, the, um, the achievement, the the feeling of, of just overwhelmingly happiness when, when you reach your goal is worth making sure that you find your path and find your way to, to reach your goals professionally, that you can also manage those things at home personally. Belinda, thank you very much for sharing your story with us today. I think um, you've made some really interesting you know, good tips and pointers you've provided today and given some great insight. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your thoughts on this important topic. Thanks very much, Emma.